Hello and welcome back to After Whistle Sports Podcast. I'm Dylan and I'm joined by Jack and I think we might have our, our first guest on the podcast. We might hear a little bit from Luke. Uh, so that's that's going to be great. We had a really cool week college What's football. What's up, guys? <laughs> Thank you for that, Luke. But, um, yeah, it was a fun week. Our picks really were not too good. Um, that's I would bad. like to mention, before we talk about that, that who would have thought that by week six, the person who goes to the best college football school out of Michigan, UCLA, Indiana, Northwestern would be Smith. But here we are, I guess. Well, you know what I would have thought, because first of all, one of those teams is the Pac-12 team, so we'll, we'll automatically leave them lower. Northwestern does this every year where they, they, they have a one good season, and then the next one they don't make a bowl game. Um, and then IU had a fluke, so by default guess, it had to have been Michigan. Michigan. Until Michigan loses to Ohio State and loses the season. All right. Anyways, um, Yoss is not here today, <laughs> but I did make a bet that, uh, you know, I was talking on the podcast last time that – Maryland was going to beat Iowa last Friday. Um, that, of course, didn't happen, and, and Iowa actually won by about 35 points. <laughs> so um, on the next podcast, hopefully Yoss is here. I will have my Iowa shirt um, as kind of my punishment for that. So in case anyone's wondering why, why I'll be having an Iowa shirt around me, that's the only reason. But let's go right into our Players of the Week uh, I'll start off, and he's, I think, maybe a three-time player of the week so far on the podcast. Is that true? At Kenneth least. Walker, Kenneth Walker the third on Michigan State running back. Three touchdowns and 126 yards. Just another dominating performance, and he's looking like a top-tier Big Ten running back and one of the best running backs in the entire country. So congrats on him for being the, being the, the third uh, player of the week. Like, nice job for him. Yeah, uh, for my who needs, who needs a Heisman? Who needs a Heisman where you can get the after the whistle sports player? Three of the year? after the whistle sports players exactly. of the week. That's that's crazy. I want to talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes defense. I mean, if you listen to last week, you heard us, you know, get into a little bit of a heated discussion regarding the Iowa Maryland game. Uh, but how about Iowa having six interceptions? That's crazy. I mean. Talk about Vailoa, obviously, older brothers in the NFL. He is like, what, a second or third year starter? He's a pretty experienced Big Ten quarterback. And he just got picked apart. I mean, his QBR was 44.5. That is dismal. Uh, I mean, Iowa's offense played pretty well, too, putting up 51 against not a bad Maryland team, but, you know, I think Iowa's legit. Luke, do you have one, or are we going to move on to our uh, power rankings here? Nah, yeah, because, I mean, Northwestern did get clobbered by Nebraska uh, last week. So, unfortunately, if, if, if you were watching that game, you, you might um, – I mean, maybe Adrian Martinez, I don't know, is your player of the week. <laughs> yeah, um, as a Northwestern student, I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of positive, uh, positive college football takes for what happened after last week. It was, it was pretty depressing. That's brutal, man. But we're going to touch on Nebraska, I think, actually a little bit later, which we somehow always end up talking about Nebraska. But (laughs) let's go on to our power rankings. I'll start at number 10. Um, I have Oregon here. And you know what? It was really hard to find a 10, and I almost wanted to start at 9. Oregon, again, they beat Ohio State at Ohio State earlier in week two, um, and they just lost to Stanford. 
lost to Stanford in overtime. Uh, so I don't really know what to think. I mean, I think the team's good. Um, it's just they don't seem top 10 caliber. But then again, none of the other teams behind them seem top 10 caliber. So that's why, that's why I put them there. Uh, I got Michigan State in my 10 spot. Uh, I think, you know, as you mentioned, the offense has looked very good. Uh, you know, being 5-0 and as a Big Ten team, you know, to be fair, the hard part of their schedule is still coming up. They've got two road games, uh, and then Michigan at home, Ohio State and Penn State later in the season. But, you know, currently they've beat a couple of, you know, not bad teams on the road. Uh, and I don't know. I think, I think they'll win the next two as well. Okay, then my number nine team. Um, last week, they're my t- number 10 team, and by default, they moved up because they keep winning. It's uh, BYU, and I really think that team's, this team's really solid. Um, again, they haven't given me a reason to move them down, so I just am going to move them up. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, I do have a question, though. Where is BYU in your top 10 rankings? They're not there. I just – Why? I, I don't – Why? Are you, are you a group of five, like, hater or something? Well, what's I mean, your problem? Their only like real team they've played is Arizona State. I don't. Okay. I, I just I don't think they've proved very much. We'll see. Well, yeah. Fine. Okay. Who, who's your number you know, nine maybe, team? Then? Okay, my number nine team is Michigan. Uh, I'm sure you'll explain this in, in much more detail, but they have looked pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm excited for when they when they blow it one of these you know trap games in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but their offense and defense, too, really, has, has looked pretty stellar. All right, let's move on. Uh, at my number eight, I got Michigan. Um, to be honest, they, I think they might they, – they could be higher in my rankings. I'm just the classic Michigan fan who doesn't want to get his hopes up. But they've yet to trail at all in the season. Um, they've just been dominant in almost every performance besides for one half against Rutgers. Um, and you know what? They they went to Madison, crushed Wisconsin, something that they haven't they haven't even beaten Wisconsin in Madison since 2001. They went there, and I know Graham Mertz is is really underwhelming this year. Um, maybe the worst Big Ten quarterback, and he was also uh, got injured in, in the second half of the game. But that Wisconsin defense is still good by all accounts. Uh, they they held Penn State, who I mean I I assume we both have them in our top five. They held Penn State to. Um, a, a very slow offensive performance. And so Michigan was just able to just dominate the entire game, which you really rarely see that happen against uh, Wisconsin's defense. Yeah. You got eight. I have Ohio State at eight. I mean, I think, you know, they lost to Oregon, who, who just lost to Stanford. Uh, but, you know, besides that, they've been pretty dominant against some pretty bad teams. I mean, they're clearly, you know, talent-wise, definitely one of the top, you know, five teams in the country like they always are with the duo of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. And, I, you know, I think they'll definitely make a good run at the Big Ten title. Yeah, and then uh, at my seventh spot, I put Oklahoma here. Um, they haven't lost. They've, they've struggled at times, but I wanted to see them go into um, Kansas State this weekend, who's a, a very solid football team. And, by the way, Kansas State has beaten Oklahoma at home the last two times they played. So I needed to see Oklahoma go in there. They handled their business. Rattlers looking a little bit more comfortable. Um, but again, it's like that whole like 10 through five, I think those teams can be interchanged however you like. Um, no one really stands out too much from there, but um, 
I, I still think Oklahoma's got a good chance of, of running the table in the Big 12. I'm totally with you on the whole interchangeable thing. But so at seven, I've got uh, I've got Cincinnati. That's kind of uh, disrespectful. I'm, that's that's extremely disrespectful, disrespectful. And I'll explain why. I'm still just not I mean, you know, they'll probably go 13 and 0. They'll probably make the playoff. But I dude, just, what's with you just, against these group of five teams? You're the you're the problem. You're part of the that's issue. That's so true. That is totally true. They've only played four games. I mean, Indiana is terrible, and they, again, they keep saying this, but they should have lost. Notre Dame. I mean, it's a road played, game, Jack. It's a road game against a Big Ten team. Those are just gonna be close. They dominated Notre Dame. That that score of the game was a lot closer than the game actually was. Cincinnati Notre was up seventeen nothing in the just, second half. I mean, I, I know, I know, but it's just like they're they're not like they almost lost to Florida State, who was zero four. Like I just don't think any of these wins Jack, are like. Jack, like, I'm still calling Jack. Them here's the, the thing, season. Jack. In your last power rankings, you had Notre Dame at eight. So, so now you're switching up and saying that they're not that good. That was a top ten team that they because went they and dismantled on the road. They, they very... went to Notre Dame on the road, who, in your opinion, is a top ten team, dismantled them, wow, and you kept man, them a seven. Man. Really? Dismantled? They won by eleven points. They barely look. They strong. outgained them in almost exactly. every set statistic, dude. They were up seventeen nothing in the second half. I'm just – I'm not disrespecting them. I think putting them at seventh in the power rankings as a group of five team is definitely fair. It seems disrespectful to me. But, anyways, I'll, con- <laughs> I'll continue at six. I agree. Conference. I think – I personally agree. I think that's pretty disrespectful. I think Cincinnati should be higher. Yeah. Um, like, that's a huge win. I feel like that proves a lot for Cincinnati. And, like, seven is pretty damn low. That's low. I mean, there are only five. Come on. Okay, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to my sixth team. I got Ohio State here. Um, I think they're starting to put the pieces together in defense. And then honestly, I, I I'm not, I don't know if you can find a more explosive offense than Ohio State's just in general, even looking at the top two in Bama and Georgia. I still would take Ohio State's offense over those guys. And um, they looked really, really good against Rutgers, who's a scrappy defensive team. Ohio State's putting it together now. And, and so as long as they keep winning and, and looking better on defense, I'm gonna keep pushing them up the rankings. Yep. Um, at my sixth spot, I've got Penn State. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not like they've done anything wrong. I mean, I still think that's pretty good. Also, like, you'll, you'll see later in my rankings that they're a little Yeah, bit I'm looking at your rankings, and there's something here that, like, doesn't really add up. So, I guess no, we're no, 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 no. Yeah. So, <laughs> you'll, whatever. The, the point is, I think Penn State's good. I think just some other teams have, uh, you know, Iowa, for example, and another team I'll talk about. Uh, have, have really proved themselves in the last couple of weeks. So. Got it. Then my fifth team is Iowa. I, I didn't have my top 10 last weekend. And <laughs> you know what? That's a mistake. I'll recognize where I made a mistake there. Iowa's defense is just opportunistic. Um, they, they play so aggressive that the offense, which I, I'm still skeptical about, I, I don't think that they can throw the ball with some of the best teams in the Big Ten. But their defense creates so many turnovers that it creates short fields. And so they really don't have to be so explosive on offense. It was really impressed with Iowa um, on the road against like what I still think is a pretty solid Maryland team. Um, and so Iowa deserves to go at five. That, that, that's where I'll leave it at. Y'all, right now, y'all should be absolutely digging into me, but I'm glad he's not here. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, next, I've got Oklahoma, you know, a road win against Kansas State, which is that's a good team. Uh, especially on the road, you know, maybe they could be interchanged with Penn State. 
I don't know. But I do think this team, led by, led by Spencer Rattler, can definitely figure it out, can definitely run the Big 12 and be a playoff team. But they do have a tough schedule. They've got Baylor on the road. They've they have got a big Texas matchup this week. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. They've got Oklahoma State at the end. So we'll see. All right. Now at, at four, um, which is kind of where, like, from, from four to one, that's where you get your college ball playoff teams from. So I'm giving Cincinnati the respect that they deserve, okay? Cincinnati should be, as of now, if, listen, and they're, I think they're going to win out. They are going – if you look at their schedule, it was incredibly top-heavy in the, in the out-of-conference. Once they get into conference play, they're going to win those games. But they I should. I have a question. Cincinnati will be a college football playoff team. Here's the thing. I agree with you that I think they're going to be a college football playoff team. But do you think Cincinnati is a better football team than Iowa, Penn State, Oklahoma, Ohio State? And do you think they could beat as, all those teams? Listen, listen. As of now, I think they are. And you know what? Like, what I think – I know I can't compare from two different years, but last year we saw them go up against a Georgia team, okay, who was a lot of the same pieces as this year. In a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl game, and they barely lost in the most fluke fashion, and they controlled that game from the beginning. Cincinnati is a really solid program, and I feel like people look at Cincinnati and think group of five, and they, they just automatically don't want to assume that they could compete with the big dogs. And you know what? They can. No matter what you say, no matter how down Notre Dame is, that's a really talented Notre Dame roster they have. And Cincinnati went into Notre Dame and dominated the game. They outrushed them. They outpassed them. They created turnovers. Their defense – didn't allow a single point in the first half, okay, at Notre Dame. They just got their program-defining win, the best program program win in Cincinnati history, okay? And they're still undefeated with a fairly even, like, easy schedule coming up. Cincinnati, I think they went out, and I think they take a playoff spot, at least in this year's college football. In this year's college football. You just muted yourself. But I, I do agree that I think I don't think there's going to be more than three undefeated teams. I think it's going to be Bama, Georgia, and Cincinnati. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I want to talk about Iowa. Uh, honestly, I think they definitely have a legitimate shot at that fourth spot. You know, I think maybe they pick up one loss along the way. They've got some tough games. Obviously, they got to play Penn State this week. They've got, you know, Wisconsin on the road, which is tough. Likely, they'll play Ohio State. It's, you know, in the Big Ten Championship, um, if they make it there. I don't know. I think they have a legitimate chance of making the playoff, though. This win against Maryland, was they played so well. I mean, 51 points, six interceptions against a veteran college quarterback. Uh, I think Iowa, yeah. I think you're underrating them and still after this week. Underrating them still. Dude, it's one spot. It's one spot. It's I have a five. I kind of have, have Iowa. A- I have Iowa. Okay, that's fine. Okay, uh, at three, I have, I have Penn State. I had them, I think, at four maybe last week. Or I had them at three last week. They won. They looked in, in a convincing fashion. I think they're still one of the most complete teams in the Big Ten in the entire country. Um, that's a weird spot there. So, like, the Iowa-Penn State game this week, we'll, which we'll talk about later, um, I, I think, honestly, any of those three teams, Cincinnati, Iowa, or Penn State, could get that, th- that third spot. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. And my, I wanted, like, this is a joke, but at the third spot, I put the Jacksonville Jaguars just because of, like, obviously this messed up the rest of my ranking. So technically I have Cincinnati at six and Iowa at three, et cetera. But, like, or, like 
Urban Meyer is gonna is a college football coach. He's gonna come back to college football. He's probably gonna take the USC job. Here, here's my question. Here's I I know we're not gonna touch upon that here, but um, the Jaguars are probably definitely the worst. Actually, they are the worst team in the NFL by far. And you you still you still uh, uh, <laughs> put them below Bama and Georgia. So so. <laughs> See, I, that's also good. like obviously the Jaguars would destroy both. Either I don't know though. Georgia. They've looked pretty bad, dude. <laughs> the Jaguars Trevor are bad. Lawrence. No, they're NFL guys. They're it's a different caliber. But as you know, as a meme, it it is funny, and I just wanted to illustrate how big of a gap I think there is between the third team and then Bama and yeah. Georgia. Actually, I, I want to quickly take a break from the power rankings just to touch upon. Just hear your opinion on this. Um, we've seen really good college coaches like Urban Meyer. We've seen um, Nick Saban try to go to the NFL and fail miserably. Uh, do you think that there's some correlation? Like, why do you really think that happens? I just think the NFL, it's kind of just like, it's, it's a different structure and it's kind of a, more pressure in a way, because I feel like when you're a college coach, you get to recruit, you get to pick your guys. There's no draft. If you're the coach of Ohio State, if you're the coach of Bama, you're getting all the best players. Yeah, all the you get to play you Purdue. You get to, there's no year. Purdue in the NFL. <laughs> you, you don't play Purdue I mean, in the NFL. I don't know if you saw this in an interview. Urban Meyer said it's like we play Bama every week, and everyone clowned yeah. on him. Obviously, he was joking. But, like, the NFL is a different animal. I, and some of these guys, I don't know why they would ever leave. Can I tell you my reason? It's because yeah. whether they come from college or not, most NFL coaches fail. That, that's just that like true. the that's the general gist behind it. Like, if you look at, at at NFL coaches, most of them fail within the first five years. Only the very few can have run a successful program. It's just hard to do. They run through coaches, hard. run through coaches like every day. Okay, every week, it's also every like year is a new you guy. See, you know, college. You know, there's there's multiple undefeated teams every year. The NFL. There's not like there's just it's not as, like any team yeah. could basically beat any other team at any time because the skill gap is like not as large like not exactly even close and, and to as large as you, you can't just have five star players then you you play Illinois one week and then and you don't get to play Bishop Sycamore or you know freaking UAB like if if you're Bama you don't get to play Georgia State like it's just I mean if you know that's uh, it, that, that was a nice little. Uh, <laughs> That's a nice little segue into my number one ranking. So I actually did skip number two. So we skipped different <laughs> things. Uh, I think that the gap is so big between my 1A and my 1B, who are Alabama and Georgia respectively, that I just put them, I just put a gap at number two. Honestly, that's where the, t- that's where the tier cuts. Bama and Georgia are by far and away the best teams in the country right now. I give the slight edge to Bama as of now, just because I, I, I think they, they've, their offense, I, I trust just a little bit more. I trust their skill positions. Uh, Bryce Young is being incredibly overlooked, which is odd because he's the Bama quarterback. But everyone's talking about Rattler, Howell, all these guys. Like, Bryce Young is having an incredible season so far. Um, but, yeah, Bama and Georgia, like, until those guys play each other, they're not going to face any problems. No, I'm totally with you. I uh, personally don't see how you can put uh, in power rankings. How do you put Bama in front of Georgia? Like. What Georgia did this week was like nuts. Okay, they okay. shut out Arkansas. Can I can I give my like, my explanation for that? Yeah, I I want to hear. So it. so if you were following my power rankings from last week, you'd see that I had Ole Miss <laughs> as a better team than Arkansas, and so I honestly think that what Bama did to Ole Miss was more impressive than what Georgia to Arkansas. Both are super impressive, 
But if we're taking taking how each team is playing week by week, I still think Bama's. I, I th- still think Bama's the better team. If they would play tomorrow, I would take Bama. I just think there's something to be said for shutting out. Um, there's something to be said for shutting out like a top ten quality yeah. team. I agree, but and so I would put I would put Georgia first. Okay. Yeah, I'm with Luke here. I mean, obviously this gap is just extremely large, uh, but. You know, Arkansas is is a really good team. Beating them thirty seven nothing is frankly just like pretty unbelievable. And if you remember last week's podcast, um, we we thought Arkansas and Ole Miss would both keep these games close. These games were both blowouts. I think this just like you know is Bama better? Is Georgia better? We'll see you later in the season. Yeah, who, they're the going to play point, each other, so who cares? Exactly. The main point right now is just that, like, the difference between them and everyone else is staggering. Yeah. No, completely agree. Let's move on um, to our week six predictions. So so we're going to do something different here. We're going to go game by game. I have a list of games out, um, and we're just going to give either we think who's ever going to cover the spread or who want to do a straight-up pick them. Let's start off. uh, We have Stanford, who's coming off a big win against Oregon. Um, against ASU. Uh, I think this one's pretty interesting. Um, the line so far is ASU minus 11 and a half. And I'm honestly leaning towards, I think Stanford's going to keep it close. I was really impressed with what I saw from them uh, last week. Uh, okay, we might have lost Jack there. So I'm just going to move on. Um, the next game we have is the Red River Showdown. We got number six, Oklahoma against uh number 21 texas uh the line for this one is oklahoma minus three and a half and honestly i I think that texas is uh looking a little bit better um they came out they came off that loss a couple weeks ago to arkansas and uh i don't know I, i think this one should be a really close game it's gonna be a great one rivalry matchup um i think oklahoma does win though and cover the three and a half points I think we had Jack back now. Yeah, sorry. I was having some uh, some tech issues, but uh, sorry, which game are we talking about? We're on, we're on Oklahoma, Texas. Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, I think I like Oklahoma. I mean, we, Texas has been very, very up and down, obviously. Uh, three and a half, you know, on the road. I don't know. I think this game will be rather close. I mean, Oklahoma's played some close games against, like, you know, West Virginia and Nebraska, et cetera. But I kind of think they're figuring their offense out. And I, I don't think Texas is that legitimate. Here's my question. Can, can the Oklahoma defense contain B. John Robinson, Texas running back, arguably the best running back in the country? this will probably be a higher scoring game than, for example, like Oklahoma's, what, 17 to 13 against West Virginia. I don't know what the over-under is on this, but I would expect at least 60 points in this game. Okay, let's go to one game who, who I honestly think is maybe an upset alert game. Uh, Michigan State going and playing Rutgers. Line's currently Michigan State minus five. Um, I, I honestly think Rutgers will keep it close. I mean, we saw Rutgers beat them last year. Um, this is a much improved Rutgers team. This I think this will be the, the biggest test for Michigan State yet. I, am I fair in saying that? Uh, I, I, I think – I don't uh, – yes, probably. I mean, Miami clearly turned out to not be very Miami's good. the worst team in their division. 
They have the worst record. Probably Rutgers is probably a little bit better than Nebraska. Uh, but I do think Michigan State, even on the road, wins this one pretty handily. I think this one's going to be super close. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to Arkansas, who's still a little bit wounded from that uh, absolute pounding they took from uh, Georgia last week. But Arkansas traveling against Ole Miss, my two favorite uh, non-Bama Georgia SEC teams. This one is going to be just nuts, I feel like. This one's going to be points. If you like points, this is where you go. Uh, well, I still we like, say that until Arkansas just scored zero last week. Yeah, but it is Georgia. It, it, there's a big difference going from Georgia's defense to Ole Miss's defense. No, I agree. Uh, I like uh, this one should be close. Uh, uh, Ole Miss, I think, should win, and um, I think they win by probably a touchdown. I, I just think that offense is is too explosive. I'm with you. I like Ole Miss. I think they're. I mean, they're at home. Their offense is really good. Arkansas's defense is a little bit subpar, I think. Um, I mean, not subpar, but I, I don't think they can hang with this. Let's move on. Let's go to Georgia against uh, Auburn. The line's currently uh, Georgia minus 14 and a half. And you know what? Georgia's the much better team, but so- somehow Auburn – You're not making something. this mistake. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm not – listen, I'm not picking Auburn to win the game. I'm not picking them to win the game. I will say, though, Auburn tends to play some of these teams at home really close. It's like a weird curse-type situation. Like, there, there's something in the water there at Jordan-Harris Stadium. Um, they just play close games. And you know what? We've seen Georgia in these situations go on the road and just look, I don't know, a little bit, little bit more mediocre than usual. Uh, so, with that being said, I think Georgia wins the game, but I think it's going to be – Closer than the 14 and a half points uh, shows. And I think Jack's having problems again. So I'll continue to uh, Boise State against my uh, 10th ranked BYU team, who's also 10th ranked in the AP pool. Um, Boise State's had, had just a really bad season so far. Uh, I, I think they're, they're two and three. Um, BYU against five and oh. Uh, I really like uh, BYU's air raid attack with. Um, uh, Jordan Hall, and I really just think that uh, BYU is the much better team. Uh, they're at home. They should win this game fairly comfortably, so I, I do like them to cover the five points. Let's move on, uh, and we'll, once Jack re- rejoins, we'll get his opinions on these as well. Let's move on to uh, LSU against uh, 16 Kentucky. Kentucky's coming off a big win against Florida. Um, they're undefeated so far. Uh, they're playing at home, and LSU has been the exact opposite of what you want to see from, from Coach Ed Ogeron's team. They've just, again, they, they lost to Mississippi State recently, uh, last week. Um, they're fairly undisciplined on defense, and there's been a lot of talk that Ed O might be on his way out here. So uh, I'm not sure. LSU has been really bad this season. Um, Kentucky, led by quarterback Will Levis, um, has shown that they can beat solid offensive teams. They just went in uh, to the swamp and beat Florida. So in this case, I do like Kentucky to win this game. Um, but the, the spread's really interesting because it's only at three points. Uh, let's move on to an ACC-type matchup with Notre Dame going up against Virginia Tech. Uh, the current line for this is a pick em. I don't know. I like Notre Dame came off a, a pretty – 
again, bad week, bad offense performance in general against Cincinnati. Uh, Virginia Tech has one loss in the season. They started off the season looking really good, but uh, I, I don't really trust that offense as much. I think Notre Dame should win this game and, and bounce back um, from that loss. I just think there's too much talent on that, on that defense. Um, Kyron Williams is probably the best safety in the entire country who's going to be uh, a, a surefire top 10 draft pick. That Notre Dame team just, just got too, much, too many uh, studs on that team, but I do need to see their offense work a little bit more smoothly. Uh, let's move on and go to uh, Bama against George, uh, Texas A&M. Uh, Bama's currently favored by 17 and a half, and Bama's, again, we talked about it earlier, Bama's just been Bama. They've been dominant on all sides of the ball, and Texas A&M has just looked really, really terrible. Um, that's a train wreck. Uh, Jimbo Fisher is signed to a huge contract, I think $90 million without a buyout. And coming off of his one solid season last year where they, where they won their New Year's Six Bowl, they just have not looked good at all. So I, th- this one's interesting. The 17 and a half seems disrespectful to Bama a little bit. Bama's going to go in there. They're going to run the ball. Um, they're they're just going to absolutely uh, suffocate the Texas A&M offense. And Bama should win this one really comfortably. And again, in the SEC, in the current SEC landscape, Bama shouldn't really have many problems until they reach Georgia. So Jack's finally back. Let's get his opinions on some of the games I went over. Uh, yeah, Jack, sorry what, about that. You well, what's your yeah? What's your response for Georgia Auburn? Uh, let's see, Georgia Auburn. Uh, I definitely like Georgia minus fourteen and a half. I kind of mentioned that uh, right before I had I had technical difficulties. You know how it goes. College dorm room. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I just think, I mean, they're just so much better than everyone else. I don't think Auburn is as good as Arkansas or Ole Miss. Even on the road, they're going to win this game. Are you not believing in Bo Nix? It's finally his year. He's a high dark horse Heisman contender. Then we bet bet (laughs) on them last week. They lost. Auburn's going to lose. Then I I went to Boise State against my favorite team that you apparently hate, BYU. BYU is getting five points. Boise State's been, I talked about this earlier, but Boise State's um, been really just subpar in their performance compared to their historical average. I said BYU should should win by a solid margin. What, what about you? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't really know anything about Boise State, but and I'm not obviously I'm not the hugest uh, BYU supporter, but I definitely think at home I don't see any reason. Yeah, I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, they did play Oklahoma State close, but a, a two and three team on the road only <laughs> getting five points against a team currently ranked. And it seems very odd. All right, I skipped through Penn State Iowa. We're gonna save that one for later. And I, I went to right. I went to LSU, Kentucky. And I was just talking about a little bit. I want to hear your opinion mm-hmm. on Edo and in terms of his job security. I mean, he won the national championship in 2019 with Joe Burrow and Joe Brady as offensive coordinator. But I mean, without those guys, it, it kind of looks like he's just a mediocre coach. And do you think he's on his way out? Ed O is who you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, that team's bad know. this year. I don't, that I don't, team is like, bad. I, I think just one bad year. I don't know if he's on the way. Last year was bad, After, too, by the way. What? He's two years removed from a national championship. 
I think they'll definitely give him another year or two at the at the least. I don't think he's getting fired after. Now, what about year. this? We talked about Urban Meyer a little bit. Do you think Urban Meyer? I think Urban Meyer is a better fit for the LSU job than he is for the uh, USC job, because you oh, know at LSU, I think he matches up with the the like moral, like the, the ethical values of that school. I think <laughs> mix really well with with. I'm not joking with Urban Meyer. Like they would let him do whatever he wants, and I think for Urban, I, I think he likes that. Listen, that's scary if, if Urban Meyer goes to LSU. Urban Meyer does kind of seem like more of an SEC guy. Like, I know he used to coach at, what, Florida? Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of – the USC job is people really – I feel like USC, yeah, but Texas – Is USC really going to hire Urban Meyer? Like, that seems to be, like, conflicting. I mean, I, I think USC learned his lesson with, with, like, the background checks of possible coaches when they had Lane Kiffin. Um, and by the way, interesting thing, they did have Ed O at, as the interim USC head coach for a little bit. So to tie the USC and LSU yeah, together, yeah, that's, that's true. I don't know, man. Huh. I, I don't think USC. I would say Urban Meyer is more like, because I, 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 he's not going to last more than this year at the Jags. I don't think Ed O is going to get fired this year unless they like know Urban's going to go there. Listen, if... I think he's more likely to go to USC. Okay. Let's move on to – oh, yeah, I also talked about Bama, Texas A&M, and, and how Jimbo Fisher might be on fraud watch a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Bama should cover the 17-and-a-half, and honestly, they're going to blow them out. Like, let's be honest. I mean, A&M's been, like, really weird. Weren't they pretty good last year? Like, they were like, – They were, uh, and they like, were with Kellen Mond. They lost in the NFL. They, they were, and, like, a legitimate top-10 team. But they're, they're not even, like uh, – um, like a pretty like middle of the pack solid SEC team like they're they're like mediocre <laughs> like they they've lost games that they should not lose. I, I mean, don't they know were, what like, they're like doing. Preseason man. ranked like five. It, they're ranked like five. I think this is the craziest college football season that I've been like a college football fan for for sure. Like this is crazy. In past years, they're, obviously they're all crazy, but in past years it's like the top ten teams like would not lose to teams like they were like was, they lost to Texas and lost to Mississippi state. Like we're trying to me? find teams to fit in the top 10. It's, it's, it's frankly unbelievable. And you know, A&M's Texas A&M has been on our fraud watch. I think every single week we've had the podcast up. So, and you know, what? I was, I talked about this a little bit when you were gone, but Jimbo Fisher has like the most atrocious contract with Texas A&M. I think it's 90 million for like, six years with like no buyout clause. They, they cannot get rid of him. He's not going to take another job. He's not going to take an NFL job. They are stuck with him and they're paying him big bucks. And you know what? Like, congrats on Jimbo's agent and, and Jimbo's family. You know what? Cause they're sitting there losing football games and making tens of millions of dollars. So congrats. Yeah. A&M has been washed up since what Johnny football. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, – I also, real quick, the last one I'm going to catch you up on is, is Notre Dame against Virginia Tech, and this one's at a pick on. Um, Notre Dame should win this game. Let's be honest. Like, I agree they should, but I think Virginia Tech at home is just a different beast. Have you seen, the, like, the first yeah. week at, they, have they the beat North Sandman. Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, a stadium like, I, I want to check that out. Yeah. Sam Howell could not hear his offensive line. Like, they are dangerous at home. I think Notre Dame loses this game. Yeah. Okay. So you, you see the Notre Dame skid uh, a little bit more. Let's move on to uh, another game I think is a little bit interesting. I get, this is another upset watch game. Uh, Michigan against Nebraska, a night game, primetime 
NBC. Uh, Nebraska has looked better each week, and uh, especially their defensive line. Okay, Agent Martinez, you never know what you're going to get. You can get Agent Martinez, who's going to put 40 points on you, or you're going to get Agent Martinez, who's going to turn the ball over three times. This is a scary matchup. I, I think it is. Um, this one's tough. I, I honestly think Nebraska is probably the best offense Michigan will have faced so far, besides Western Michigan. Who, by the way, Western Michigan's receiving votes to the AP poll. Just keeping that out there. They have not lost a game since Michigan, and they've looked like a dominant MAC team. So, you know, if we did top 25s, a full power ranking, I would have put them as my 2017. Okay. With that, with all that being said, Nebraska will give them a challenge. This is not going to be like the game in Madison where Michigan beat Wisconsin by 30 points. This one will be a challenge, and I, I want to see this Michigan team handle some adversary. Adversity. You, they haven't do been down at Nebraska all. Nebraska is better than Wisconsin. Uh, I, I think Nebraska's offense is better than Wisconsin's. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. Again, Here's remember the thing Nebraska, about Nebraska. Nebraska went to overtime with Michigan State. Who you have a top 10 yeah. team on the road. Here's the thing. This first week, the first week I was at was Nebraska playing Illinois. They looked terrible. They lost. But it they've was, gotten better every bad. week. The last five weeks, they've actually played very well. They've Oklahoma blown out close. three terrible teams. They've played two, you know, teams that are top 10 teams now on the road, both very close, including overtime at Michigan State and only a touchdown lost Oklahoma. Michigan, I think, is just more talented and will probably win this game and cover the spread. But I agree, it's a gigantic trap game. It can easily ruin your guys' season. Listen, and I will say, I would not be surprised to see if, if Cade McNamara is, is not able to move, move the ball in the first half. I will not be surprised to see J.J. McCarthy step in and just become the starter for the rest of the year. Because in the time we've seen J.J., he's got a lot of snaps. He's I, looked amazing. I, and I know some of that is 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 in the second half of games that are almost over. But I mean, JJ, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, JJ can do everything that Cade can do, and more. What is the problem is Cade Cade hasn't given them a reason to to not be the starter. They're undefeated. They've won every game. But trust me, I I think that JJ this might be a game where we see we see JJ just take that starting role and never look back. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to the headliner game of the week. Number four, Penn state against Iowa. It's at Kinnick Kinnick spooky. It's, it's the big noon kickoff, wake up at 12 o'clock and watch this game. Um, I honestly had zero. I think this is a pick them game. I I have no read on this game. Um, I was at home. So I I guess they get the edge there, but I think Penn state has the ability to put up points. Um, and, and if they if Penn State does not turn the ball over, Penn State should win this game by a touchdown. But I was just so good yeah. at, at reading those as, at reading those throws, being ball hawks, forcing, forcing fumbles, special teams. This one should be a great game. I think Penn State comes out with a win just because I've said it for every week now, but they're the most complete team in the Big Ten that I've seen. Oh, man, this should be a great game. This should be awesome. I think it's going to be very similar to when Penn State played Wisconsin in the first week. Uh, I, I think Iowa at home, with how good their defense is, I kind of think they're just a better version of Wisconsin. I think they're going to beat Penn State. But, again, I'm very excited. Penn State's a very good team, and it's definitely a toss-up. But we'll see. That, that should be great, man. 
I think Maybe that's all. Maybe you have to buy two Iowa shirts. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I might have to buy two Iowa shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Um, tune in next week. And again, I don't think we're going to be starting this next week, but at some point we will start a college basketball preview. For the, we're gonna, we might be able to do some sort of 20-minute preview on each conference for the upcoming college basketball season. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to be continuing the college football coverage every Tuesdays at about the same time. Um, so thanks for listening to after after whistle sports. See y'all next week. Go blue. Not, I'm not going to do the go Huskers this week. Uh, go blue. <laughs> I guess you want to get a go Bruins in there. Not really. They, they, I, I left at <laughs> halftime. That game was terrible. Our season's over. Uh, right. We're a basket. Yeah, go, go UCLA basketball. Thanks for listening. <laughs>